0: Welcome back to me, Podcast. Need I say more? Hello, I guess it is on Thomas, the guy no one cares about. And welcome back to me, Podcast. In case you listened to the last episode, well, I made an update on a whole new list of segments, along with the ones I already have. So, um, what way to start it? But with the movie segment. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the movie segment. In this segment, I'll be taking a look at movies and reviewing them. But this time, for the very first episode, I'm going to review an entire trilogy. An anime trilogy exclusive to Netflix. The Godzilla Anime Trilogy. It consists of three movies. Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters, Godzilla... City, on the edge of battle, and Godzilla, the planet eater. I'm gonna actually go over all three of the movies. Snoring. So, basically, humanity has been chased into space by Godzilla's sheer power and a bunch of other monsters. 2000 years go on Earth, and 20 years go where humanity is. And humanity returns with two other alien species to take it down with Captain Sakagi being in charge. His name is Haku. Is Hauro. I just said Hakugo. No, it's Hauro. So they have to plan to kill a Godzilla. A Godzilla. There are two Godzilla's in this movie. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, by the way, spoiler alert for literally the entire trilogy. I mean, it's called the movie segment where I've reviewed the movie. What the fuck did you expect? Shame on you. So they have to plan to plan the MPs via... Um, flaw in the shield which they exploit via <laughs> its noise, whatever, it succeeds, plan CMP, Godzilla dead. In fact, that have But then, another Godzilla wakes up and wastes their forces. I know, weird, right? So now, it's actually time for me to study. You're gonna learn. I am going to propose, I am going to study the biology of of this Godzilla Earth, shall we? So Godzilla Earth appears, I'm just calling Godzilla, so Godzilla appears to be much taller. This is due to the 2000, no 20,000 years that's gone on Earth. So Godzilla has grown to a massive size and at that time has developed a couple of different abilities. His signature atomic breath is not as much as a breath as it is a beam from his energy barrier which he uses. But it's still the atomic breath because it is triggered by his breath in a mysterious movement in his eyes. I don't know what, but in the end of the third movie, I'm not spoiling anything, don't worry, Godzilla's eyes seem to move into a certain position whenever it fires the atomic breath. This indicates that Godzilla can trigger the atomic breath via his actual breath, or via his eyes. That's just a theory though. A film theory! Don't go yet. So yeah, Gutsal has developed a couple of new abilities. He has developed a a supersonic roar, which charges up his atomic breath, but instead of firing the actual ray or beam or whatever, from his shield, he roars, causing a massive wave of lots of loud sounds powerful enough to tear through metal and spaceships. This is one hell of a feat considering these spaces are most likely made of, of some of the strongest alloy in the, in the world, nay perhaps solar system, to make sure it can enter and re-enter the atmosphere without getting affected. It was clearly not affected by the atmosphere re-entry, so it's made out of something that isn't on Earth. So this means that Godzilla's roar is strong enough to tear through metal, stronger than we have on Earth. We're all doomed, aren't we? The next ability he showcases is a swipe of his tail that causes a massive shockwave to tear down the land. Going off this biology, this most likely him moving... Going off the fact that when he triggers that move, he seems to be moving way faster than he normally does. Normally, he appears to be moving janky and slow. But here, he moves really, really fast. Meaning, it's most likely not connected to his atomic powers that triggers atomic breath. you'll end in raw, super raw, it's most likely seem like he's just moving his tail really fast, so fast that it triggers. A shockwave this is really impressive considering he will have to move ridiculously fast to create a shockwave of that massive power or is it actually most likely connected to both his power atomic powers and his speed either way is an impressive feat of power now getting into the next movie because there he showcases another ability but I'll have to go for the movie first So Harrow wakes up with the help, under the care of a mysterious lady. They regroup the other, with a lot of other people, and they find a city with nanotech. And it seems to be powerful. Really powerful. It's tore through a small variant of the Godzilla kind. I'm gonna call them Zillas with ease. This is Mega Godzilla City, and soon in time they used the Nano Metal, that was the cause of Godzilla's death, poor things, it was you. So they used it to hatch a plan, the same plan they used to kill the first Godzilla, to kill the new, to kill the OG Godzilla. And along with three Vulture units, an upgraded version of the Landmax. <laughs> but soon in time, Godzilla arrives, some of the, some of the second species of alien, there's yes in a few minutes and then I forgot the name of the third one with, it starts with the letter B. So, I'm just call them blobs. If that's how they act, like absolute blobs. So some of them connect to Mega Godzilla City and become part of it. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't trust that machine city for any bullshit. Just then, so yeah, Godzilla. So yeah, they tr- Lord Godzilla, the trap, and it almost works. And now we're back to studying Godzilla's powers, because here his temperature seems to be rising. I have to get into spoiler territory, he actually does it again in the third movie to fend off something golden. So what can we get off his temperature rise? Well, it's clearly not well. It's clearly attributed to a burning Godzilla. This is most likely his his last resort defense. Because while he was using it there, he was not moving. He was appearing to be dead for the human... He was playing dead. While well, his temperature was well, rising his own temperature to trick the humans into believing they won. But they didn't. He soon in time flew up and... And Haru yuko was also there. And the, the second one of the blob species... I forgot their actual name. Try to... The blob guy gets into the machine. All of the blobs. Well Yuko is in pain and Haro just fetches off. Haro destroys the command center which controls Mega Godzilla City. And Godzilla obliterates Mega Godzilla City. With just the use of two atomic rays attacks. Okay. I don't know about you, but that's fucking impressive. Just saying. So they fail. In the first movie, Mepheus, who is pretty much the villain of this one, summons King Ghidorah, which starts off by destroying the mothership. Now, it's time to study the pattern and abilities of King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah appears to be... (laughs) Way larger than anything we've seen in the entirety of that movie We only saw its head and Its necks. King Ghidorah is a three-headed monster in case you don't know If you don't know who King Ghidorah is you only know Godzilla. Let me run you through who King Ghidorah is So King Ghidorah is a powerful beast. He's a three-headed monster. In the original dub of the anime was called Master Zero. He's really powerful, and he has gravity beams. This is all attributed to here. But King Ghidorah has two tails, two wings, and three heads, and generally he retreats whenever he's about to lose. He's a rival to Godzilla, including here. So now, listen us this, the first head of King ador obliterates the mothership, leaving humanity stranded on Earth, along with the other humans that are there as well, I guess. I mean, they are referring to something called Connecting Life, where they literally strip down and go naked. <laughs> oh oh I know where this is going I've seen enough and I know where this is going (laughs) I've seen enough of that to know that this is going the wrong direction Toho. you're implying sex if you don't know what sex is Please. Do you understand that? That's how you were made! I'm gonna talk about sex perhaps another time. Perhaps that could be a new segment, the learning segment, where you learn. I mean, I could just sprinkle in learning here and you know? there. But yeah. But so, Ghidorah's Summoner attacks Godzilla. Godzilla tries all of his powers but fails. It's all connected to Mepheus, who is replaced aside with an artifact, whatever. He mind manipulates Haru, and Haru prevails in the end thanks to the help of Mafra, who dares an egg, and soon in time destroys the artifact, meaning King Kitor is no longer untouchable. See, before that, Godzilla tried to attack, but when he hard his stomach breath, Ray. It just... it would just curved. When he tried attacking it, he faced right through. This is due to the fact that it's not present, separate from his own reality. But without some, without an eye to watch it, it becomes present. And Godzilla takes this opportunity to slam around and kill King Ghidorah. At least the three heads. King Ghidorah could still return, says... says Matthias to Haru at the end. But, Godzilla is the king of the motherfucking monsters! He's always been able to do this. Yeah, Godzilla was... Yeah, we all knew Godzilla was gonna win in the end. So in the end, there... So in the end, there were the two twins, who represent Mothra, Mephius, who represents King Ghidorah, and Haru, who represents Godzilla. Like in King of the Monsters, Skidora versus Godzilla and Marfra. Marfra helped Haro snap out of it and Godzilla killed King Ghidorah. So that's kinda satisfying. But 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 there's another factor here Something that is really really important. At the ending. It's oddly satisfying. Humanity Humanity starts over. Unable to power up induce. <laughs> Unable to use technology. Haro takes the last vulture unit along with Yuko's body. Yuko isn't dead. Yuko's brain is not functioning, but her heart is beating. That is a fate worse than death. Being between life and Death. Both. You're both alive and you're dead. God. And I thought my mind was torture. (laughs) I keep making fun of my mind. Don't worry, guys, up there. I love you. Yeah, I'm a 5-1 all-included. All-inclusive. Ladies. Listen, I'm just trying to get lighter, okay? I I just want to not be forever alone. I'm single. Fuck. Okay. My phone just blacked out. Just would you cut it off? Phone. Conscious? Yeah. Perhaps I do need a new phone, like my mom said. Yeah, still. <laughs> so got some. So, Haro takes and flies straight towards Godzilla. Godzilla notices in charge of his atomic ray. Killing Haruo and allowing King Ghidorah to never return. This thing actually got me, I shed a tear. The characters in this trilogy are super likable. And it's incredible. Haro had a recent hate Godzilla because Godzilla killed his parents. And he's lost everything. He has lost a friend who was the only one who believed in him. And he's right. He lost his grandfather to an explosion. And he's even lost Yugo. He had nothing. And to see him get put out of misery is satisfying. It's the ending I wanted. It's the ending I didn't deserve to see. That ending was emotional. Let's face it. Anime could be awesome. If done right. And anti is the best, don't deny that, motherfuckers. Anti RULES! This has been it for the movie segment. Boys. Alright. Due to the length of the last segment. The movie segment. I'm actually going to end this. Right now. With the self-improvement segment. See you there. Welcome to the self-improvement segment, where I tell you all to IMPROVE YOURSELF! Okay! Become a better you! So, self-improvement is very important. If you don't improve yourself, what's the point? Generally speaking, satisfying endings can be a good thing. But there's a lot of important factors to keep in mind when trying to improve your life and yourself. For once, I'm actually going to start off by warning you about one thing, one place that has unimaginable power over all of us in the stock market. The internet. When you go on the internet, share as little data about yourself as possible what the internet knows about me. I could be an 18 year old... I could be an 18 year old man just wandering around doing his own business being a jobless and having the mind of a child. That's what the internet knows about me. They also know my name is Thomas and that I have autism. That's what the internet knows about me. And that's... a... little amount... very little amount so go on the internet and share as much data as you want but I warn you that decision will come back to bite you in the ass I have a friend who denies going on any social platform especially Facebook because they just want all the data about you And I don't know about you, but it's pretty powerful. I'm comfortable with sharing all the data about me. You can fuck off. That's what I'll say to them when I sign off. They'll still know about me. But if I leave Facebook, they ain't gonna know where I am anymore. <laughs> Lol. So, improve yourself, share a little data about yourself on any social platform that doesn't ask for literally your entire life story, basically. Like YouTube. You just ask for a Google Mail account. My Google Mail account is called Vivionia. For a reason. Vivionia is my internet identity. I don't trust websites at all. You have to be careful. So, yeah. What I'm saying basically is. You're on the internet. You better go in guns blazing if you have to. You basically have to go in guns blazing, yes. That is an important fact. Guns blazing. Man, I suck at loading this with one arm. One arm's load. There we go. So, yeah, you have to go and gone you, boys. And then dodge your data. Hackers will also feed off as much data as you share. So, unless you have a VPN, don't share your personal data. Never share personal data. Like I said, the internet knows way too little about me. So improve your life and change it by not having other people on the internet steal your data and use either VPN or just don't share your data. Keep that in mind. As far as self-improvement, as always, as I'll say in the end of every self-improvement segment, be yourself, man. It feels oddly satisfying to record that episode of me podcast again. Oddly satisfying, huh? feel oddly satisfying, lol. You have reached the oddly satisfying ending of me podcast. If you share that here, don't worry. You could just go check out the rest of the podcast or go check out other people's work. There are lots of smaller podcasts out there. Go check them out. Go make your own podcast if you want to. I don't care if that means I'll lose you. I don't want to subscribe yourself, you can do it. So this is the end of this episode of Mini Podcast. I've been your host. The guy no one cares about Thomas And has been it for this episode. Now it's already to be hit up, ladies.